0: What's up, y'all? This is Nina Perez, and this is Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. I am so stoked you are here. We are into the new year, so I am excited to see all what this year will bring. So thank you so much for hanging out and for downloading the episodes and doing everything that you do because you know I go around this amazing planet finding the best humans I can find to come on here to grow, challenge, and transform your thinking. Now, I found somebody who has such a great background. I cannot wait to introduce her to you. Her name is Marlene benston i hope i said that right she is an author a business strategist teaching experts teachers and public speakers and other freedom seekers how to write publish and market their books isn't that freaking awesome and she is also the editor of more than over 30 nonfiction books which on average sold about five times market average and created significant business growth for the author. So I know a lot of you guys that I speak to already have books or are creating more books. I myself wrote a book. I'm writing another one. This is exciting. I can't wait to speak to you, Marlene. Welcome to Straight Talk. How are you? Thank you so much. I'm good today. Thank you. Good, good. I'm glad. I know that you're on the other side of the ocean uh, from me, but I'm glad that you were able to. You know, we were able to connect some time. That worked for both of us. And yes. so, the way I like to start this off, Marlene, is for people to get to know you. So, my first question is always, "Who are you? Who are you, Marlene? Did I, by the way, did I say your name right?
1: Is it Benson? Melina Benson. Benson. Okay, Benson. Yeah. Yeah. So, tell us a little bit about you. Well, I think what is uh, most uncommon about me is at uh, professionally is that I do not have a journalism background or some other kind of writing background. I have a business background. So I oh, used nice. to be head of innovation in an insurance company. I was a teacher for adults, many, many years teaching IT. That's back when you needed to teach people how to use. Yeah. <laughs> I remember <laughs> the days. Open. I remember. <laughs> do not, do not uh, hit enter after each line of text. That's, w- that's what I did. Oh my gosh, <laughs> um, so funny. So I ha- I have tried a gazillion things in my career. Uh, uh, but, but what brought me to this point was actually that uh, in 2014, I decided to go backpacking in South America and I was supposed to be five months in Lima because I wanted to learn Spanish and and, uh, do some consultancy and figure out what kind of business I wanted to start Uh, and then travel two months and then go home. But I'd only been there for three weeks when I uh, met uh, this uh, Danish man who uh, is married to a Peruvian woman. and had been there for two decades and he had a small hmm. startup company that were digitalizing print books into ebooks so they oh. were that, that was a kind of a conversion business and he wanted me as a consultant to help him raise funds from a, a very successful danish self publisher uh, and and help them develop that into a spanish language platform uh, wow. so Within a month after arriving in Lima, I found myself the CEO of a startup company doing self-publication of books.
0: <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> but, yeah. So
1: it, it was kind of a coincidence, but but books and uh, uh, studying and uh, doing reports uh, as, a, as a student, I, I was at exams for 20 years in a row because I cannot stop learning. I just right, love right. that we're diving into a subject and creating something out of that, that other people can understand. So it kind of felt, it just felt so right. So when I returned to Denmark after two years, uh, I decided, uh, well, first of all, my inbox was full of people who knew I'd been traveling and wanted to catch up. And also they had books they wanted to publish. Wow. Wow. I got into that. That's so cool
0: though, right? Because I mean, it, it kind of found you then. It found you. Right. Um, Yeah. And and it's interesting, you know, um, that you started with saying, you know, I never really did all of that before. And, you know, it's not what I went to school for. And I don't think that matters, really. You know, I think most of us bump into our our calling or bump into what we're supposed to be doing. And how many how many times? uh, And now is it uh, Maylene or Marlene? How do you say your first name? Malina. Malina. Yeah. I spell it right. M-A-L-E-N-E.
1: Yes. Okay.
0: So, yeah. Molina, you know, it's it's interesting to me like even people like um here in the states and probably even in Europe where you are like when when you you know, you go to college and you think this is what you should be doing and
1: then you never even yeah.
0: do what you went to college for.
1: You no. know. No. No, yeah. I started out as an as an accountant. Right. So, I've I've done, I've done so many things. I've done so many right. things, but what has always been uh like the common denominator was uh moving people's heads from A to B yeah, and yeah, yeah what are the core skills that I need to be a great book coach or to be a, a great author really mm-hmm. it, when it's non-fiction books and my my clients are primarily non uh, they are solo entrepreneurs they have a teaching business so they teach yeah. the subject already we don't need creative writing for that what we need is to get it to efficiently, get it out of their head and into a book format that's what we need and then we need right. the book to be uh, we need to be very strategic about the book not only how to sell it but what is the role this book is going to play in your business that mm-hmm. sets uh, the framework for the boundaries for what kind of book should you write not necessarily right. the one you want to write which one will most effectively attract customers to your business these are business and marketing skills <laughs> that's right. not writing skills right so so in fact in fact even though i'm editing and i'm pretty good at editing uh, what i actually have my authors do is speak their book or use now also artificial intelligence for writing their book uh, mm. because we every hour that they spend writing on their book that they That really doesn't add any more value. It's just an inefficient method. Right, (laughs) Uh, right. But if it doesn't add value to the book, that hour is better sold to a customer. Right, right, right. (laughs) That's
0: very good. That's really, really good. And I think you're giving us a different way to look at things, too. Do you find that um, e-books and stuff like that are still very effective for a business
1: tool? Well, uh, when we when we talk about eBooks, there's a little bit confusion about what an eBook is. So what right. we see in marketing funnels are quite often a PDF, uh, mm-hmm. and that's not actually an eBook. I think people download it with an intent to read it, but they don't. And right. I I think whether or not people want uh, detailed information depends very much on your customer type that you have. What mm-hmm. what are their preferred way of uh, of moving forward really for some everything text is annoying <laughs> for others right. they want all the details so mm-hmm. i think that very much uh, depends on your audience but, okay but just to, just to to circle back to the ebook and an ebook as a as a, a real book where you do the paperback and you do the hardback and you do the ebook that that kind of ebook is a programmed book and it is designed to adapt to the screen that people are reading on. So there's a that's a really big difference from okay. a, a PDF. And those ebooks, people buy them instead of paper books, or they buy it first to see if they like it and then they buy the paper book. Right. But they mainly buy it not to carry books <laughs> during traveling right. and wherever right. they go.
0: Yeah. That's a that's a that's a really great distinction. Thank you. You're absolutely right. There's been times where I have I looked at a uh, topic, let's say neuroscience or something that I've been interested in and I'll download that free ebook and it is a PDF type of ebook, right? Yes. That's very interesting because I always just assumed that that was the ebook. Now I wrote my autobiography and I put it in an ebook format, but I did it through um, KDP, right? So I did it through KDP and I did it that way. And uh, you're right. It is a different feel that I never, I don't know why I didn't associate that, but that's, that's very, very true. So when you, when you talk to your authors, are you, you're having them write the content and everything first, or are you helping them with the
1: content and
0: structure? Tell me a little bit about what it is your role is with an author.
1: Well, sometimes I just help them publish it. So they have already a written manuscript when I meet them. So sometimes I edit that. Sometimes we proofread it Uh, quite often. If it's, if it's all finished, what I help them with is to uh, make some adaptations, uh, some changes, so that it will fit a design that fits their brand. Uh, hmm. So we do the design process and the actual publication process, and then of course we do a lot of marketing as well. We don't, I don't do it for them, uh, but I, but I guide them on okay. what they should do. I think the biggest problem in book marketing is one: people don't do it enough. Right. That's <laughs> most true. people, most people consider the actual launch day, that's the finish line. And we celebrate and we we have a dinner or a reception or something and we celebrate that this book is out and then they are exhausted and they do nothing more. Yeah. <laughs> but what yeah. I want to kind of uh, um, uh, inspire them to think about is that that's preparation. Yeah, we, We're doing this for the purpose of having a book and getting into conversations about our book that's why we do it. So we shouldn't spend all that time creating it. We should spend that time doing the marketing instead. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's why we kind of try to find smarter ways of getting a great book faster and then spend our time on the marketing side. But these are branding books, so they have to be beautiful. Of course, yeah. they have to be beautiful. It has yeah. to be high quality. Uh, so it is important, but they're used to teaching. So it's really not as difficult as they anticipate. It really right, is.
0: right. Yeah. That, that's interesting that you said that because I have a, a journal that I'm writing, right? Because I, I have a, a, a platform that I help people transcend their shame, especially women. I help them transcend their shame and self-actualize and become the best version of themselves. Right. So yeah. I'm making actually a journal to go with that journey in the program. And yes. I thought about what you're saying as well, because, um, you know, I think and, and you know this because you're in the space. But I know immediately when something was made in like Canva
1: yeah,
0: or when something was made by a professional, it's a yes. huge difference. And yes. one of the things I do, and you probably do this, and I think a lot of you who are listening who want to buy books do this, is I always uh, look on the inside of the book as well. How is it formatted? What does it look like inside? If it's just If it looks like something that's really, really amateur, I don't buy it because yeah. I don't think it's going to yeah. bring me value. Yeah. Um, but not that the content won't be valuable, but you have to present yourself, right? It's that saying, right? Don't judge a book by its cover, but you kind of do judge a book by its cover, right? Especially in this case, yes. you yes. do judge a book by its cover. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, that's very interesting. So if you can give one of these people who are listening, or even I who was in the middle of writing this, ju- this, uh, journal, what's like the, the first thing you think people should be looking at or doing when they're starting this
1: journey? When they, before they even start writing, I think the problem that when people get stuck, I usually say the fifth, the third time people get to page 50, that's when they call me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and what is always the problem is that we don't separate making decisions about what goes into the book from right. the process of creating and producing text. These right. are two completely different processes and we tend to think it's OK with even a one page uh, outline of the book. And we feel kind of I've, I've, I've got a structure now uh, because people find the creating a good structure difficult. So when they have a structure, they they are happy with, with that. Right. But right. but but what I always uh, tell them is that you need to have made all of the decisions before starting to write otherwise you will what what will actually happen is that when you type something and you're watching your screen that becomes images so even though they are words they become images in and that's tr- yeah. that triggers I, I'm simplifying a lot left and right side of the brain now but but for the purpose of understanding it it works <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. so that triggers the right side of the brain which is the creative side right, right. so we will start having more ideas, uh, having a we, we the right side of the brain needs to present the task to be done to the left side of the brain, and if we mm-hmm. haven't decided everything, we will we will have these shifts that we we write we write something, and then we start getting creative, and we want to put that somewhere, and for a while that works. You can scroll up and down, and and you can consider it even a productive process that that. Uh, like an artist, when they start painting, something will come to them. Mm-hmm. But when you're writing such a long document, that's not a, a, a useful method. It is that's for true. a, blinding, very for a blog post. I usually don't know what I want to write when I start writing. Uh, but for something longer, what happens is you will you will go back and add something more at the top. And, and then you need to rewrite a little here and there. And then you scroll up and down 50 pages. And then they call me. <laughs> Because they never, they never have right. this feeling of, um, they, they get uh, lost in their own manuscript. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They start doubting, what was it I wanted to say? Is it even a good structure that I decided? Yeah. But also, they have zero sense of whether there will be enough content or too much content. Right. So, so what we do is we make the detailed disposition and then we... Either start typing it, but knowing, and when I say detailed, I mean like 15 to 20 pages, bullet points for everything you want to go into that book. So there are no questions in that. So if that's there's awesome. a question I ask, oh, so you need to put the answer to, what's the answer?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's really good.
1: Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. And, and when you've done that, you can actually speak the entire thing in a, in a day and then auto translate it auto transcribe it and then edit from there. And for a business, busy business person, this also makes it possible to very early, we're talking with in a week, you can hand it over to someone and have them come back with a suggestion of what your book should look like. Mm. But as long as it's in your head, you cannot get help. (laughs) Yeah, so so what you're doing basically is front
0: loading the process, right? So they're, they're front loading all of the work, and then it's easy. Right. I I did. I I didn't do it in bullet points, but I did it on a, on a mind map. That's how I wrote my first book. I broke it down into the the dates. I wanted to talk about the, um, what happened on those dates, why it happened on those dates, how I felt on those dates. And I broke it down that way. It took me a long time to get that mind map out, but it helped me so much. Like once I saw what I had to write, I was, I was able to do it. Right. So
1: spending a few days on that will save you months. Yeah, in writing and, and editing, yeah. right? And that's so cool. I'm glad you said that because a lot of people
0: do it the first way you said, right? The, the exactly that way. You put a couple of ideas on a piece of paper and you think you're going to go and start writing, and yeah. that is the discouragement that happens to a lot of people, right? Because they get halfway through, like you said, and then they're like, "Oh, I don't." i I have a writer's block. You know, I have a writer's block. I can't write. But yet, you're typing all. If you're 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 texting all day, there's no writer's block. You no. just have to. You just need direction, right? Yeah. Um. And I think you know. Um. That's that's a super great tool that you just gave those who are listening because I think it's going to help them. Go ahead. It's it's also
1: a lot faster. Not only because you're not rewriting. But also, you cannot, even if you're a super fast typer, I'm a pretty fast typer, but I can think a lot faster than I can type. I can speak maybe 10, 20 times faster than I can type. So it's also, uh, in in that respect, very efficient. uh, Mm -hmm. you, you you can quickly get to that point where you have your first draft. And then we, we accept, we're using the Pareto rule here, 80, 80, 20, the 80-20 rule. So we spent 20% of that time and we got 80% done. That also means right. that it's okay. It's not perfect because right. we still have time. Right, right, uh, right. Uh, we have a lot more time to do the nitty gritty and make it very, uh, very beautiful in the end. and and raise the quality and add some really profound elements afterwards. But we need to get to that point where we kind of have the entire script, a first draft of everything, and we know exactly how long it is, and we know if we need to cut it or we need to uh, add something because a book can also be too small. And it can definitely be too long because nobody wants to read uh, huge books also like a textbook, be, yeah. Yeah, and it will be too expensive also as a print on demand solution. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and it, it's gonna be too expensive to even even cover your cost. So you right. don't want a 400 page book. You want you want it to be around 220, 250 pages maximum, and you okay. you get to to knowing how much text you have so much faster using this method.
0: That's really a great idea, and I'm glad you gave them a guide too, because I think one of the, one of the questions I get asked all the time is how many pages, how many words should it be? How many, I'm like, I'm not a professional author. I just wrote my autobiography, you know, yeah. and I'm still, and I, and it was, uh, it was a tough, uh, a tough road to do because it was a lot of emotion involved in my yeah. autobiography. So, um, and sometimes I look at my book, and I'm like, I think I want to rewrite it or re edit it because I know that it's, it was just me. It was just me writing a book, you know? Yeah. Um, what do you suggest to people who, just like what I just said, who have a book already and want to either enhance the book or get a professional to look at? Do you think it's a smart idea to edit a book you've already published?
1: Well, that's the beauty of self-publishing. Yeah. We, we make our own choices. Right. So for example, when I wrote my first book, uh, I, I wrote a book called Marketing Made Human. And it was an inspiration. It wasn't really super related to my business, but it was It was something I was passionate about. People's right. fear, it was for course creators, which is my audience. And, and it was about how, why why do we feel this? Uh, like I gave a historic reason of why people are hesitant to doing sales and marketing. And, right. and how to think differently about being a personal brand that is actually an advantage not to be a huge corporate brand. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it was it was about that. And at the time, I wanted to sell a membership. I was planning to open a membership about that and for course creators and course creation also. That's what I I did both of those things, books and that, at that point in time. But then after I published it, I decided if I look at my business, what I do best and what people really love about what I do is the book part. So I'm going to go all in on that and kind of eliminate all of that. But I had put all of that information in the book. (laughs) So there was, uh, if you want to, if you want to be a member of this, you can go there. And so I had, I had to edit the book, but on Amazon, if you you published via KDP, it, it takes uh, up to seventy-two hours before you can just upload a new file, hit publish, and then it has to go through their uh, review process. But you don't have to take the old one off the market. You can just push out a new one. I oh, even I changed my—I even changed my cover uh, for the book. So, so okay. you can definitely do that. I, you have to accept that your old version will be out there, especially if you chose to have uh, expanded distribution. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah. Okay. That's really not a big problem. (laughs) That's a good good, good idea though, because that means you could still be
0: selling your old one. May people may even just buy that one or a new one, which they think will be a new and improved or a new version of whatever. Um, that's, that's, that's a really good idea. Do you think that's also a good idea? Like, I know that you did it about marketing, but is it a good idea for someone? I know a few people who have written autobiographies like myself. Is that a good idea to edit something
1: like that or just leave that how it is? Well, you could say, it, is it if it's bringing value to people? It depends on how important the book is for your business. I see. If, yep. if it's if it's a kind of a, a a flagship for your business and a cornerstone in your business, mm-hmm. uh, you might want to have the best possible book out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. some people they write the book before they are very experienced in what they're going to do in their business, or it's still moving a little. Like it was for me, it was still moving mm-hmm. a little, mm-hmm. even though I've done this for six years. they it hasn't been super clear until the past two years that this mm-hmm. is the only thing that I do. Uh, so, so that's only natural as an entrepreneur that you, you you get more clarity on not only what you can do, but what you enjoy doing and, right. and where you have those, those good energies with your customers and so forth. And that's super important. So if the book is a branding book for that new business, I would definitely change it. Mm-hmm, but if it's mm-hmm. more like a per- the the thing about personal stories is and autobiographies is uh, that it's the purpose can be to sell a lot of books, but sometimes it's also the process of writing mm-hmm. that it's, uh, that's important to people. It's, it's getting it out there, getting it set, help even one person and it that's would be it. worth it. That's so it, it depends, yeah. it depends on how, yeah. what, what, what is this book to you and your business?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's so good. Thank you, because I know a lot of people who listen to the show uh have books out there that they've self published, uh, like myself, and a lot of them, um, uh, you know, are, are um autobiographies, right? Personal yes. stories. Um, yes. so I'm really glad you said that because, um, you know, something I've often toiled about in my head myself, and even have spoken to other authors, and I'm thinking, you know, I don't know if I want to rewrite my story because my story is impactful. It is what it is. It's all there. It's raw. Yes. Uh, yeah. But I would like to take the lessons I've learned in my life and write a book about that because that would align with my business, right? With yes. shame and unforgiveness
1: yes. and all of that. So yes. maybe that's what I'll do in the future, Marlene. So and, yeah, and, and and I really think that's the best that that's the best uh, option because you yeah. are you are an entrepreneur, and when you are an entrepreneur, you always need to think. One thing is to think about: Would it be nice that this book was a different book out there? Uh, but the other question is. The time and the money I need to invest in doing that. Could I spend them better for my business? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Exactly. And and, and probably writing a a book that is even more closely connected to a marketing funnel in your business Mm -hmm. uh, is more interesting. You can always redo the other one later.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's really, really great. You I know, mean, you're dropping a lot of knowledge here. So <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you another question. So for those who are uh, listening and are authors or are thinking about writing, do you have like, um, certain a- AI? Like, I know you mentioned AI. Like, certain AI or certain tools that they should maybe look into that will help them get started or inspire them or help them out a little bit.
1: Yeah, I think that uh, unless people were trapped under a rock the past few months, uh, people have heard about uh, ChatGPT. <laughs> I haven't. What is it? It's a. There are free AI tools popping up everywhere now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. So I just want to mention. Is it okay that I show my new book? Yeah, of course, absolutely. <laughs> so I, I wrote this book in, and I just That's I want to tell the story wow. about how I wrote it. So my audience are people who like anything new. So putting words on a cover that they don't understand is going to excite them, not Mm -hmm. scare them off for other audiences that would be scaring them off. So this Mm -hmm. is definitely a first for this topic. So it's about how trendsetting creators can use Web3 and AI to set a new standard for authorship. Half of this book was written by my new friend Jasper. (laughs) Jasper is a, and that's not, that's a paid tool. And it's, it's rather expensive. It's $99 per month. I know I I, was looking into it. I'm like, that's rather expensive. So Mm -hmm. there are other tools that can do something like that. Uh, But of course I've edited it, but it actually helped me by starting to, I'm, you, you ask it, it's like a human assistant. So you need to talk to it as if it was a human. So I would put up some text, like an introduction for the chapter. I would put a headline and then I would say, write a chapter on this subject and you should touch upon, you should mention something about this, this and that. And then Mm -hmm. it would, I go make coffee and it's just starts writing. (laughs) That's pretty amazing. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. And (sighs) then you can improve from there. And also you get better at prompting. And you get ideas, yeah. Right. But it Thank actually you. came up with a few things that I hadn't even thought about. But that it, because these uh, AI tools, they are based on machine learning. And they yeah. are what they have learned is to predict what you might want to say next. So they look at what they know from reading 10% of the entire internet. That's what, how much it yeah. has read. And then it also reads what I have put in there. I can put, I think, 3,000 characters. As an introduction, so it knows my tone of voice, knows how uh, in my topic, and, and then it will it will continue right from there. Uh, but it actually came up with a few things that I hadn't done. So right. I want to, I want to, uh, and I know we are getting uh, towards our timeline, but I want, I want to oh, mention good. one more oh, thing. Good. So it's not just text you can do with AI tools. So as an, as when you're on offer, and it's it's on purpose that I didn't put. Author. Well, it would have been double in in the title and subtitle. I put creator because it's all we create so much content. One thing is that we we write for books, but we also write for social media and yeah. for for a whole lot of other things, emails, such things. Um, yeah. But but it also has to do with images. So this image, uh, you can say, is it beautiful? I don't know. But I'm telling a story. Gets in the to the point. This, yeah, yeah. In, in yeah. about this image, it's a human and a robot reading a book, and that's exactly what I put into crayon, which was the tool I used. Now there are many more tools, but back in September when I was doing this, uh, there were I I could only get better access to that tool and to no other tool. <laughs> so yeah, so right, I had right. to use the one I had, and I asked it. Uh, j- I just put that. A Human and a robot reading a book use sap ice cream colors, and it came up with this one. Wow, I, made, I, had, I think I had three tries, three or four uh, revisions, and, and then it was pretty much what I had in my head. That's awesome! <laughs> but, but I can I cannot throw something like this, so this means I created a book cover in like 30 minutes, uh, and and um. Of course, you then need you then need to have uh, high resolution images, and uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. my designer helped me to make it high resolution because it wasn't. But they are right. already. This was September. They are already so much better. These tools and they're everywhere, and there are, many of them are free right now. They're not going to stay free, so it's yeah. a good time to yeah. get in there and just uh, yeah. play around with it.
0: Yeah, Jasper. Um, Jasper is one I've been looking at. I use a uh, Copy it's a yeah. little bit cheaper. It's like 50 bucks a month or whatever, but it helps me sometimes with my blog posting because I'll yeah. I'll have the topic in my head, but I'm like, oh, I just want to get like 10 points out and it will help me. It will help you big time, you know? So yeah. I believe in those AI thing tools too. I mean, um, you know, I think that um, uh, we've come a long way, right? Um, since we've started this computer stuff, since you were saying don't press enter to the next slide. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember those classes. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I think, you know, one of the things I, admi- I I love about our generation is that we were here prior to all of this technology and, yes. and we're still young enough and hip enough to enjoy the technology. And yes. I think that's the best be- generation because that's the generation that had prior and now. And, yes. we, you know, like and we're the last generation that had that, you know, so it's pretty cool
1: that we can experience this. Yeah. and 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 apart from artificial intelligence, we are getting into web three. So when I say web three, it's there was a web one. That's back when we could only read uh, company pages and right. blogs, and but we had we, we we didn't need to find a Japanese magazine to read about what we loved. We could just uh, go online and we could find information from the entire world. It was a right. huge leap. Ne- next, we had social media. That's web two. Mm-hmm, uh, but mm-hmm. the problem with that is that all of our data all of our the ownership is centralized on very few entities. so right. it's not it's not us who are owners of our own content on the internet. We are the product for other people who are making money on our content on the internet. So that's mm-hmm. web to web free is blockchain technology and I know we don't have time to go get into details. But I want listeners uh, and viewers of the show to be aware and be not, not um, reject when they hear Web3 sounds technical. Blockchain sounds technical. Some people immediately think about scams and financial yeah. speculation. And But blockchain technology is the new Internet and it's going to be for all of us. It's not a matter of whether we want to be part of it or not. That's how it's going to be. Even the bigger uh, social media platforms and, and also a bigger like Visa and MasterCard and uh, big brands in the fashion industry, they're all moving to web free. Uh, so hmm. that, that's definitely going to happen. So that's why I wanted to have time to mention that so that when you, when you see articles about these topics, uh, instead of rejecting it for, as something that doesn't concern you, know mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. it will concern all of us. And just like we didn't think we would ever have windows on a computer. Right. I, I'm from back from right. Word perfect where you need to, it wasn't. I was teaching Wizzy Right. What you see is what you get. It right. what you see on your screen will get out on the computer. People have forgotten. That's what it was like 20 right, years right. ago. <laughs> right. so, That's so, so funny. It can be equally, a big big shift in how we do yeah. business marketing. Yeah and publishing and it opens up new opportunities for authors that we never had before for example to get paid immediately when somebody buy your book to get paid again if the person who bought your book resell it on a marketplace but there are many many other ways of using it and that's why i wrote this book that's awesome to explain what is web free and how is what are nfts We especially i dive into nfts And then I give a framework for knowing with the kind and the mindset that your audience has, uh, you call them emotional customer types. And I Mm -hmm. I outline four different. Once you have identified that, uh, who are they? What will they appreciate? How quickly will they become adopters of this also? Mm -hmm. uh, What kind of strategies could you apply uh, for your business? It's an excellent way of improving customer, uh, um, author, reader relationships and know who bought your books. You don't know that when you sell your books on Amazon. That's you have true. zero idea who bought them. Now you will actually have not their email address, but their wallet address, and you can send them more value. And even if they resell it, you will still know who has it. Wow. Uh, so that you can keep working on long time, uh, long-term on your relationships with your audience. And and, wow. and and even use that to give them a piece of the pie, <laughs> so they are also mm. in, uh, uh, invested in a monetary way. So it's just it's completely new business models. Yeah. It's going to shift everything. Uh, so so it's definitely worth educating yourself. And if you find um, the content out there a little bit difficult to understand because it's quite often very technical. I think Mm -hmm. this might be an option, even if you're not considering writing a book right now. uh, I've tried to kind of make it uh, from a business point of view. What does this mean? Um, Yeah.
0: Oh, wow. So then what you're saying is, I need you back on the show so you can help us understand it. (laughs) That's what it sounds like to me. I think I need to have you back on because I'm interested now because you just, you actually described me to a T. When I hear about blockchain, I immediately kind of shut down because I don't, I'm not a tech, tech person, right? So now. when I hear it, it makes me nervous. Like, wait, I don't know what that is. I don't know. It was yes. like crypto, right? Like crypto when yeah. it first came up, I'm like, oh, no, no, no. I don't know yeah. what that is. I don't want to know about that. You know? Yeah. Um. And so I, I, I would love to have that kind of deeper conversation of knowledge so that you can bring that to the table to my audience. Would you come back I'd on love, at some I'd point? Love to. I would love to. All right, people. Y'all heard her. She said it. She said it, I heard her, you heard her. Because um, I think that, that's a very, that, no. honestly, that, that would be a very impactful conversation and a, and a conversation I really haven't had on the show yet. You know, I've had a conversation, of course, of real estate and financing, Airbnbs and all that, because I like to bring people tools and knowledge. And yes. you've dropped a lot of wisdom here today, like a lot of wisdom, right? And so those of you who are Thank writing, you. look into this AI stuff that she was talking about as well. Pick up her book as well, because it's a lot of information in there. And I think you guys are really going to enjoy that. So before I let you go, though, I do want to know how people can kind of work with you and get in contact with you and, you know, start to um, uh, uh, get their book looked at so that they can start being the authors they want to be. So give us that information.
1: Well, I am on uh, Twitter and LinkedIn. Uh, I am very uh, much related to the web free topic. I'm I lost my Facebook account, my Instagram account, my messenger conversations in a split second, because hmm. somebody hacked my accounts, and they just chose to shut it down, which is a really good example of why it's a problem that we don't own our data. <laughs> right, that is a problem. That I, I lost five years of building an audience. Wow, there, so wow, I'm wow, on, wow! And I haven't even been able to uh, create a new account. I, I'm, I, I, get locked out, uh, blocked out every time I try. So wow. I, I've given up now. It's six months. I haven't, I haven't been able to still. So I'm on Twitter and LinkedIn. Uh, and also starting a little bit on TikTok. Okay. <laughs> that's gonna be fun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know what you're talking about, I bet you will go you know will go viral, especially when you start talking about this it's, stuff that people don't know yet but are interested in.
1: Yes, yeah, it's it's definitely a platform for for me and for also for the the people that I mostly address.
0: Um, nice.
1: and and uh, also on Goosebump, because it's that exciting. Goosebump, it's and it's not plural, it's singular. Goosebump.pop for publishing, or okay. where you go get a beer. <laughs> Goosebump.pop. Uh, there is a uh, you can find the book there, you can find it on Amazon. But more importantly, if you want to stay informed about what's happening, because this is developing so quickly, like, yeah. like nothing I've ever seen before that it was developed so quickly. The last 18 months, all of this happened. Wow. Uh, and every week there are new author services that I dive into to and explore and explain how can you use this. Uh, and there's a free membership on Goosebump.pub that you can sign. You don't even need to log in. You can go. You can actually go to Goosebump.world and don't even log in. If you want to receive notifications and receive the newsletters, then you need to sign in when you get in there. But Goosebump.world is a free membership where you can uh, find a lot of uh, information it's it's a little bit in the form of a blog but it also has free events
0: oh cool and that's like that's for authors to go in and and that's see that's for non authors that's who are beautiful, writing. beautiful beautiful yeah. that's that's awesome you had, woo! girl, you you came in here, dropped a whole bunch of stuff and knowledge, even got into blockchain. I love this conversation. You are the best. Thank you so much for coming on and giving our audience this amazing amount of wisdom. I know that this is going to really help people. I really do. I know it's going to help people a lot. And you know, I really do speak to a lot of authors, a lot of authors. So this will be really impactful. You know, um, our downloads are up. um, So which is good. That means people are listening. And so so I'm really glad that you came on. I thank you for coming from across the ocean and hanging out <laughs> with me. I'm truly grateful. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been fun. So awesome. Guys, you heard that, right? I mean, this is why I love doing this show because I meet people who are absolutely amazing at what they do and their craft. And I know that you guys got a lot out of this. I know you did. So I'm going to go ahead and link all of what she just spoke about, um, her information and the websites that she has. I think she gave me all of that info prior. I'm going to make sure to put that into the notes so that you guys can go on there and get your writing on. This is Nina Perez. This is straight talk no sugar added until next time What's so special about Hero Bread soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas